We made it. Football season is here. Let's dive into these games we're going to see tomorrow. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Nate Dickinson here. Welcome in to Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single day of the week. And finally, the offseason is over. Next time we start up the show, Big Ten football will have been played starting tomorrow afternoon over in Ireland. 12.30 start between Nebraska and Northwestern. We're going to get into both of the Big Ten games that we'll have tomorrow here on the show dive into what I think I'm looking at as far as biggest takeaways we can get, biggest questions going in, and answers that we can get after this game is done between these two Big Ten teams over in Dublin. That's all coming up here later in the program. But right now, our program today is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Before we get into the actual preview of Week 0, let's get the Big Ten news from the day out of the way. Biggest news out of the Big Ten from the day, not really even news, but most interesting thing that I saw when just looking through Big Ten stuff from yesterday. 538 put together a little formula just of their own to try and predict who the best fits for the Big Ten were when the conference decides to expand further. A fun little experiment to do. And the results were pretty typical, if you ask me. But they do a really actually detailed job of going through and ranking things like athletics fit, academics fit, culture fit, things like that. And explaining how each one goes into this composite score that they find and put out at the end. I won't give away all of it, and you should go over to the site to actually take a look. But the results were Notre Dame at the top is the number one school and the number one target here, as it would be, I think, if 538 were to do this with any conference across the country, really. Fighting Irish were just that kind of a power. But the schools after that, I think, give us some insight as to what the Big Ten might be thinking, because, one, I agree with what 538 put together, and two, a lot of these schools are the schools that we've already heard them talk about when we've talked about Big Ten expansion. Notre Dame, again, was number one. Then North Carolina, Washington, Oregon, and Florida State. A couple of ACC schools there, but then those two Pac-12 schools, Oregon and Washington. We talked about earlier in the week. Oregon's had some sort of talks already with the Big Ten about at least how well they would fit if they were to join. 538 says they fit well. And I do think that if you're at least looking at the possibilities for the Big Ten's next move, that adding those two schools would probably be the easiest and safest bet, right? If you look at Washington and Oregon, a couple of programs who have plenty of football tradition behind them, programs that fill the seats and academically fit into what the Big Ten is trying to do. So adding them to the Big Ten after you've added USC and UCLA seems like a really nice compliment. And also, alongside it, when Kevin Warren has talked about the Big Ten expanding to as much as 20 teams and all that kind of stuff, 
I don't know if the Big Ten wants to go much further than, say, 20 teams right now. So while 538, I listed four schools outside of Notre Dame that were all pretty much packed together in their final rankings. I do think that the Big Ten would add at least schools in pairs still right now, like they did with USC and UCLA, would add either a Washington and an Oregon or, for the sake of what we're talking about here, a North Carolina and a Florida State. But I don't think you'd get all four at once because I still think the Big Ten wants to leave that door open no matter what for the possibility of getting a Notre Dame at any time. Because if the Irish want in, the answer is yes. And then you just find a second school to pair with them. Big Ten doesn't want an odd number of schools, I guess. And then you just figure it out from there. But if you say, okay, we're going to expand to 20 right now, or we're going to at least cap what we want to do right away at 20, and you waste all four of those bids, like you would, like a scholarship allotment that you have, you can't just go ahead and find the money to add Notre Dame. Obviously, the Big Ten would, but it's a lot easier, I think, if you're adding schools in twos. So as far as I'm concerned, I think Oregon is the clear favorite for the Big Ten's next pick to expand. And as far as who that second school is going to be, Washington makes sense. Cal maybe makes sense. Stanford, too, if they want to go that route. But I do think that Oregon and Washington, at least for the moment, are the two schools that the Big Ten would be targeting just because of, A, how easy it is to just throw them in and make them part of the Big Ten alongside USC and UCLA, but also what they bring compared to all of the other kind of pickings in the Pac-12 and what the Big Ten could get. It would be easy for the Big Ten to add just about anyone except for Notre Dame right now, but they get their pick of the litter in the Pac-12 and kind of get an expedited process, I think, of doing all of that if they take Oregon and Washington. The rest of the conference, I don't know what happens. But we'll see when we get to that down the road. But that's the top five, at least, again, from 538. They have Notre Dame and then North Carolina, Washington, Oregon, and Florida State. In other news in the Big Ten, we have winners in soccer yesterday. I mentioned season is underway on the pitch, and Big Ten teams across really the whole nation, as we get into non-conference play, have been getting Ws. Biggest winners from yesterday on the men's side, Wisconsin men beat Utah State 5-0, and the Michigan women's beat Central Michigan 7-0. Those were the biggest blowouts. A whole bunch of Big Ten teams won. I just didn't want to rattle them all off. And also, of course, we have to get to the business of the Big Ten football starting tomorrow. Two games, Illinois hosting Wyoming, and then Northwestern and Nebraska over in Ireland. The one in Dublin kicks off at 12.30 Eastern time and then at 4 p.m. Eastern time if you want to watch Illinois and Wyoming. I'll be having my eye on both of them throughout the day on Saturday, of course. Coming up here, we're going to get into both of these games, starting with the big one. One of the big kickoffs of the college football season, a game in Ireland between two Big Ten teams. I want to know... What we can expect, I have a question that I think I can have an answer to here before we get into this game that people are asking. And also, I have a question I want answered by the time that we get done with things on Saturday. How big is this thing for Iowa also? We're going to get into Iowa, North or Nebraska also. We're going to get into all of that here on Locked On Big Ten. But first... 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of the odds, lines, games that you would want if you want to know the latest on sports betting. They're helping us bring you the program today. And as we'll talk about here with the games coming up, if you want to get in on any of the action we're discussing here on the show, like we did yesterday with Matt, or like the new spreads we'll get to here on these games that I'll talk about later in the program, you can get the exact numbers that we're discussing over at Bet Online. If you hear a line on the show, it's coming from Bet Online. So head on over to the site right now, not only to just get your money in, but also get smart on everything you need to know before you actually punch that ticket. So make sure that you're in the know so you can make as much money as possible at Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's start off with the biggest game of the weekend, arguably throughout the whole country in week zero. Northwestern and Nebraska, 12.30 p.m., a nice and early start to the college football season in Dublin between these two teams in the Big Ten who, of course, have identities that are definitely still up for grabs as we start the campaigns. The biggest question I've heard going into this, at least most recently, is how big of a must-win is this for Iowa? Saw a couple of different think pieces I I was looking through online asking that exact question, and We mentioned it on the show, too. While Iowa has, or while Nebraska has all of this confidence around it, I've messed up that name a few times now. I don't know what I'm thinking. While Nebraska has all this confidence around it going into the season, all of it will be gone if you lose to Northwestern in this season opening game. We mentioned that on the show earlier this week. However, I do think that it doesn't necessarily mean the end of the world for this roster. What I'm talking about is just exactly all the outside stuff. The stuff that if Nebraska is a good football team, and it's a good football team for the reasons that it's claiming to be, because it has players that have been here before, that have been through the ringer already, then you shouldn't really be affected by all of that. So as far as make or break for Nebraska's season, it's week one. It's a game against Northwestern. Yes, if you lose it, it counts against your Big Ten record. But if you're Nebraska right now, I think you're still just trying to prove you're good at all, not really trying to make sure you stay perfect in the Big Ten. So by losing this game, I don't think Nebraska completely, obviously ruins anything with its season. But again, the hope that we have in it, we being the media, we being people like me who talk about this stuff, we being, honestly, I think Nebraska fans as well, I think all that hope is gone if you blow this game to start off the season. And maybe that's a bit unfair because it is in Ireland. It is against a team here in Northwestern that has known to be up and down, and it's been way down last season. But to be completely honest, if we're talking about what this game is, I think it's a game between two teams that are vastly outmatched here. Nebraska is much better than Northwestern. I think if the Cornhuskers come out and at least play any sort of resemblance of what they want to play as far as what they put out on that field, it should be enough to be able to beat Northwestern and cover this spread that's at 10.5 points right now. That shouldn't be too much of a problem if you ask me. Maybe the Wildcats come out here in surprise and look really good, but I don't expect that to happen. I don't expect either of these teams to look all that pretty, to be completely clear about what I'm saying here. 
But as far as what each team is, Nebraska has potential to be really, really good, I think, still. And Northwestern does not have any sort of potential like that. Could Nebraska be a team that ends up very close to the Wildcats in the Big Ten standings? Yes, I think that happens too in plenty of worlds. But as far as the potential here, and where I think each team could be to start this season, this should be an easy win for Nebraska. The team is more talented. It's more experienced. It has at least what Scott Frost has confidence in and what a lot of people have confidence in, too. Kirk Herbstreit was saying that he thinks Nebraska is going to come out and win the Big Ten West. He said that earlier today, I think. It's not an unpopular opinion right now that Nebraska is actually good. And if they're half as good as people say they are, I think they have enough to be able to beat Northwestern by double digits here. I don't think Northwestern's a good football team. I think Nebraska has the potential to be good enough to compete in the West, in a West that has no dominant force. So just that gap, that gap is easily big enough for me to say, hey, this is a two-touchdown spread here. When you throw in the fact that anything can happen in Ireland, maybe you hesitate a little bit more. But I'm all in on Nebraska not making this very, very close. I think they could easily run away with this game. The over-unders at 51 and a half now. I don't know what to do about that exactly. I mean, that's maybe more points than you want to put on a game that's being played overseas still. But I do think that the odds are more on Nebraska just destroying them here than it is on Northwestern certainly even winning the game. Maybe things are close. But I would put my money on Nebraska having this one pretty easily by the time we get to the end of the fourth quarter. That's at least what I'm thinking as far as the one, of course, Big Ten game and the biggest of them. But what about the sideshow of the two? Let's be honest. Illinois is hosting Wyoming, and it is still Big Ten football. So, of course, we have to get my thoughts on it as we wrap up the show here on Locked On Big Ten. But first, before we get to any of that, the Ultimate College Football Preview is still underway on Locked On, getting you ready for the start of the season. And of course, week zero and week one, a week from now. It's everything you need to know to be ready for the college football season in one spot. A seven-episode preview with experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football insiders. Search for Ultimate College Football Preview in the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Let's wrap things up here with Illinois and Wyoming. It's not the most exciting of games, I know. But I do have just a couple of notes that I want to get to and touch on before we leave here. First off, I will be putting together at least a reaction to the Nebraska Northwestern game that'll be up here on the pod as quickly as I can get it as soon as that game is finished up. It may just be a couple of minutes reacting to everything that happens on the first Big Ten football game in the season, but it'll be here. So if you want some instant reaction, come on back on Saturday once that game's done, and I'll have that up as soon as possible. Also, over the next week, we'll hopefully get the new host of Locked On Cornhuskers on on Monday to react to everything that happened on Saturday. That's what you can look forward to next week here on Locked On Big Ten. Hopefully we can get that figured out by then if he's not too busy reacting to whatever it is that happens on Saturday in Ireland. And as well, some news around the Big Ten that I forgot to get to at the top of the show. Recruiting update. We mentioned with John Garcia Jr. yesterday. 
four-star Edge Cameron Lenhart was making his decision last night, and he chose Big Ten. He chose the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Some good luck and maybe an omen for Nebraska getting ready for the season opener on Saturday. They get a big commit. Again, four-star Edge Cameron Lenhart, 6'3", 240 out of IMG Academy in Florida. And you can hear John Garcia Jr. in yesterday's show again hear all about what he had to say about Lenhart when I asked him about the guy who was going to make his decision then. Another Big Ten target making a decision here tonight. Four-star safety Makari Vickers is picking tonight. Only real Big Ten school that has a chance is Michigan. This is another guy out of Florida. He has Alabama offers, all sorts of offers all over the country. But Michigan is in the mix there as well. Now let's talk about Illinois and Wyoming. It's, once again, not the most thrilling of Big Ten games that we're going to get all season. I know this. But as far as what it is, I think if you're an Illini fan going into this matchup, what you're hoping for is that you can see a game where, at least at some point, Illinois can start to get aggressive and try things out here on offense. The Illini come into this season without a whole lot of expectations. But they've got this transfer quarterback, Tommy DeVito from Syracuse, who comes in and won the starting job, but certainly did not win it totally convincingly, and it was not decided until all that close to game time. But also... With him, you have this game against the Wyoming team where you're hoping you're at least better than Wyoming, right? The spread's in your favor. It's at two touchdowns right now. And, and no matter how you think you're going to stack up in the Big Ten when you get to that part of the schedule, you have this matchup, week zero, against a team that you're hoping you're at least good enough to beat, again, by double digits. So when you go into this game, if you're an Illinois fan, I want to be able to know at the end of it, what is it exactly that you're thinking about with Tommy DeVito going forward. I want to be able to at least get a start of a feel as to who he is as a quarterback. Because if the game is close, Illinois has the ability to just kind of pound things on the ground. Uh, Chase Brown was 1,000-yard rusher for the Illini. He can definitely open the door for the offense at the start of the game, but if he's someone that they need to lean on the entire game because this thing's close between Wyoming and Illinois, that's not a good sign. I want to be able to see Tommy DeVito make some throws. I want to be able to watch a game where at least I have an idea of how I feel about him as our starting quarterback. Because if Wyoming keeps it close, that might not be an option. So I'm saying that the key to Illinois is seeing what you think about Tommy DeVito, partly because you want to see how he is as a QB, but also partly because you want to be in a situation where he's able to test things out a little bit, just with the flow of the game. Wyoming's not all that good. Matt Sheehan talked about it yesterday. He was taking them and the points. But as far as what they are as a team, it really is about if Illinois shows up or not. Because Wyoming is a team that if Illinois falls flat on its face, then absolutely, they can knock them off. But if the Illini just play their game, this shouldn't be all that close. If they play up to what the talent level is, they should be able to throw Wyoming under the bus pretty easily. So... If I'm a player on that team or a fan or uh, anything going into that game, I'm thinking, okay, let's just take care of these guys. Let's be able to show that we can take care of this team that we're supposed to be able to take care of. And we'll at least have at least something to talk about positively going into the real start of the season. Once again, this has been Locked On Big Ten. It's going to be a whole lot of fun tomorrow. To 
be very clear my picks going into the weekend nebraska minus 10 and a half all these lines courtesy of bet online i'm going on the under with 51 and a half points as well that has gone up the total since we last talked about it and i was under it when it went when it was at 50 before too i do think that going overseas to ireland will have an impact especially on a couple of offenses that we offenses we are not completely sure about yet i've got illinois minus 14 too i think illinois will be able to come out and it's the first week of the college football season. I was, was not going to just sit here and not pick a couple of Big Ten teams to start things out. We'll be back on Monday to get you everything you need to know from over the weekend in the Big Ten. I'll also have something out quickly after Nebraska-Northwestern to react to that game too. And everything you need to know about Illinois-Wyoming at the latest on Monday. We'll see exactly how things go and if I think it's worth putting out a video after that game as to how close things actually end up but again look out for that on saturday i'll put it up here on the feed and on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts locked on big 10 that's one zero not t-e-n my twitter is at nate with sports until next time nate dickinson with locked on big 10